It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I think there's a chance that my depth chart for Auburn football entering spring is different than yours. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me on a Friday, it's a War Report Wednesday on a Friday, Mike G of the War Report hanging out with us. And Mike G, look, spring is practically here because Auburn's starting so early. It's mm-hmm. fun. We're starting to get that, you know, that feeling in the air here on the plains. But I think heading into spring, Mike G, I think the depth chart's actually going to look a little bit different than what some people are projecting. And I think one of the bigger takeaways from all of the action that happened in the transfer portal, right? Hugh Freeze brings in 12 guys. And one of the bigger ones, as far as ratings go, was Justin Rogers. That's right. Former five-star from Kentucky, defensive lineman, big, big boy. And I think the storyline was, oh, okay, it's him or Jason Jones at that nose position. And just talking to folks, Mike G., I think there's a real chance that they both start along the defensive front. Jason Jones staying at nose, Rogers at that defensive tackle three technique type role, which that's a lot of beef. And then I, I, I didn't really buy that as an option because of where Marcus Harris is. He's so good in that interior, um, that junk or three technique, whatever you want to call it. But it sounds like Mike G, uh, Coach Garrett, Jeremy Garrett on the defensive line, is looking at this front where it's Jason, Rogers, and then we've got Marcus Harris at defensive end. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, listen, you got to get your best players on the field. And in my conversations with Coach Garrett, uh, it did feel like he was leaning that direction. Now, he didn't give away the story when I talked to him, Zach. But he did kind of hint at, like, you know, Jason is a coach's guy. Like, listen, Jason Jones is a coach's guy. He's worked hard in the weight room. Uh, he absorbs information uh, like you would want your, one of your leaders to do it. Um, you know, he's becoming more of a vocal leader. He was he's quieter his first year right here. Um, now, he's yeah, I mean, over- he was coming in, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to just come in, especially as like a defensive lineman quarterback. You can kind of do right. that. Maybe mm-hmm. middle linebacker or safety. You could probably do that. But as a defensive tackle, um, it, it's kind of hard just to win over a room you know, instantly coming from another place. So, right. uh, yeah, it, it's a different Jason Jones, I think, this offseason. Definitely. He's getting healthy. Uh, he played uh, with the arm thing, you know, uh, you know, good majority of last season. Yeah, he had, he had a brace that would be mm-hmm. the size of a knee brace for most of us. Yeah, it was just, you know, he's, he's getting healthy and, uh, yeah. again, becoming more of a vocal leader on this team. So uh, Jeremy Garrett has taken notice of that. But then you got Justin Rogers. You got this monster coming in from Kentucky, right? Um, and... I think that they're the same way, you know, we look at offensive line and you think, oh, you want to get your athletes on the field and you're shuffling guys around. I think he's just looking at both of these guys and saying, hey, I'm going to play both of these guys. Now, here's here's my thing. On defense, and it's common, Auburn has done it. Uh, the better schools are doing it. They're going to rotate a lot of guys. So just because you're not, you know, in the one deep 
it, you're gonna, you're, doesn't mean you're not going to play. They're going to play a lot of guys on defense to stay fresh right. and rotate those guys out. So, you know, look for both of those guys. I think I'm with you to make a big impact on defensive line next year for, you know, uh, uh, Ron Roberts' uh, defense. So it's, it's going to be exciting to watch. I yeah. like Christian Jones a lot, but obviously we're looking forward to seeing what Justin Rogers can do coming from a place like Kentucky that is clearly inferior in terms of everything to mm. Auburn. Auburn's just a better place, man. We got better food. The women are better. The weather's better, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's, just, it's Auburn. Now, hopefully got- the coaching is better and the football is better. Hey, uh, that's been questionable over probably the last two years. We'll see if that changes. I think mm-hmm. it will. In, in regards to you know the rotation, though, I think when you look at it, how it's going to be listed on depth charts, I think it's fun to see because Lawrence Johnson, the transfer, mm-hmm. like he's probably – He's probably Jason Jones's backup nose. For sure. And then the backup three technique, I guess, or defensive tackle, however they're going to list it, after Rodgers right now, assuming all of what we've been told is true in regards to that, I guess that's um, Nasili Kite or Nasili Kite. I, I think that would probably be him mm-hmm. slotted back there, the transfer from Maryland. And then I guess the backup defensive end behind Marcus Harris right now you could put Zacchaeus Walker there, but my guess, if I just had to guess what a projection would be for that, it's Jeffrey Embaugh that would be yeah. back to Marcus Harris, which I would not have expected because I thought Marcus Harris would be the defensive tackle. But if he's playing more defensive end, I think that's really, really fun to see. Yeah, like, listen, uh, this, we got a chance to ask Ron Roberts about the type of defense that he's going to play, right? He talked a lot about having three down linemen and then having that hybrid edge guy. The Jack. Yeah, essentially, you can play a three technique and, you know, do some different things there on the defensive line. So um, there's going to be an opportunity uh, for a lot of these guys to see the field. Um, And, you know, Emba is another one that I think sometimes people are just like Emba, Jeffrey Emba, Emba, Thanos, right? And then he gets lost in the conversations when we start talking about Jason Jones and Justin Rogers coming in, but he's another one that could be a high impact player for this, this defense. Now you got it. You have to have, you almost have to be like three deep on defensive line. It feels like in today's day and age with injuries and, you know, to be again, good. Ro- yeah. the rotation and, and, and trying to keep guys fresh because offenses are so prolific. Now, Zach, you know, the running backs are good. Like, you know, um, offensive linemen have become more athletic that if you cannot stay fresh on defensive line, you're going to have a hard time in today's SEC. So I expect Emba to have a big impact or, you know, or at least be in a position to have a big impact early and often in this season, no matter where he's at on the depth chart. So like, just because we're not talking about a guy at the one deep doesn't mean that he's not going to play and he's not going to be an impact player for Jeremy Garrett in in his position group. Yeah, like, do you want Jason Jones and Justin Rogers? And I'm actually not going to say Marcus Harris here because I think he's just so good. Like, do you want those guys playing 65 snaps a game? Right. No. no. The answer is no, you, no. you don't. And it's nothing against those guys. It's just it's hard to move <laughs> that big of a body uh, efficiently over and over and over again. So you want to have that rotation in. And I think that's kind of why. Auburn's defense broke down over the course of the game and people wanted to kind of hate on the talent and is mm-hmm. the talent perfect? No, no, but the talent's better than what we saw in fourth quarters a year ago. And right. I think Hugh freeze in the system will certainly, certainly show that. Well, scheme, right. scheme will scheme wins. Scheme, scheme matters. Wins. Talent yeah. matters. It all matters, but the scheme was worse than the talent was a year ago. That's 100% a fact. Right. And the scheme will put these guys, I think, 
potentially in a better situation to make plays and highlight their talent. And, you know, it's just, it's crazy how you can have, you know, all the talent and you can just scheme them down to two stars. Yep. Pretty much on the field. So I'm, I'm expecting like- them to, yeah, I'm expecting them to turn that around this season. Yep. Yep. Tired. It doesn't matter how good you are. If you're exhausted in the fourth quarter, you're, you're probably going to lose. All right, Mike G, let's take a stab at what we think the starting offensive line will be at the end of spring. And also, are we making a wrong assumption about the quarterback position? Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook is America's number one sportsbook. So, of course, that's where you want to check out all of your odds, props, and lines. Looking at the lines this morning, for the NCAA men's basketball championship this year. If you're feeling good about the Tigers uh, being on the right side of the bubble and getting in, which I think uh, after beating Ole Miss earlier this week, that certainly seems likely despite a tough final three games uh, coming up. But Auburn right now, plus (laughs) plus 10,000. So if you're feeling good, if you think Auburn's about to go on a run, be sure to uh, head over to FanDuel to do that. And just uh, for the sake of conversation, Houston, the favorite at plus 650. Kansas right behind them at plus 800. And if you hate yourself and want to bet on Alabama, they are plus 900. Be sure to check out our friends at FanDuel. They've got uh, bonus bets going on right now or no sweat first bet. You can check it all out and get more information at FanDuel.com slash locked on. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Mike G of the Warapore. Let's talk about the offensive line and just take a stab at it. And I'll give you mine. And you tell me where you think I'm right or wrong. And we can kind of jump off from there. So from left to right, I've been very, very clear, very, very consistent. Gunner Britton, the transfer from West, uh, from Western Kentucky is a difference maker for this offense. Not just the offensive line not just left tackle, the entire offense, maybe the entire team. I think he's that good. I think he's an NFL caliber left tackle that Auburn just scooped up and we're all just happy with it. And he's eating the bomb howers all the time now. Very, very happy. Good things. At left guard, I think it's Jeremiah Wright. I do think it'll be fun to see if they move him around, but that's the only place that he played on the offensive front a year ago. Now, do we trust last year's staff in regards to how they evaluated personnel and where they put it? I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if they moved them around some, but I'm right now. I think the best educated guess is for Jeremiah Wright to be at left guard at center. You got to think that they'll go with the guy that they got later in the portal period, Avery Jones, the, uh, the, the tackle or the, the, the longtime starting center from East Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then the right side of the line is where I think it gets a little interesting. Mike G, because I think it's Dylan Wade and I think it's a Xavier Miller. I just don't know who's where they both kind of over their recruitments. were like, I'm a tackle. I'm only a tackle. You must love me as a tackle. Right. And I'm cool with that. Right. I'd rather be a tackle than a guard too. But sometimes like you just got to get on the field. And so 
I can make the argument either way if you're going to put Wade or Xavier Miller on that side of the ball. But right now, I will go with Wade at right guard and Xavier Miller, the Juco kid, at right tackle. That's my initial guess as we go into spring. Yeah, I'm pretty close to that. Um, I think that a lot of, you know, for, for these quarterbacks, for these right-handed quarterbacks especially, um, you know, left tackle is the position that we're going to be watching. You know, the guy protecting the quarterback's blind side uh, is going to be super important. Um, you know, it, 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 with as much pressure as they gave up on the quarterback last year, Zach, um, that's something that they have to solve in this year's scheme. So Hugh Freeze had mentioned that it was really difficult to, to – evaluate quarterbacks because the quarterbacks were running for their life. <laughs> right. And so figure out this offensive line shuffle is going to be one of the most, if not the most important task that Auburn football has to accomplish this spring. So, so can I key in on one word you said just there, sure. just then the shuffle, the offensive line shuffle. Mm -hmm. Everybody kind of seems pigeonholed with the exception of, of Wade and Miller. Everybody kind of seems pigeonholed to like their spot. So I wonder how much of a shuffle it actually is because most years it is right. Cause there's almost so much desperation up front where it's mm -hmm. like, we got to try everything. But I, I think there's a lot of value in the fact of like Gunner is a tackle. Jeremiah Wright is a guard. Jones has been a center for forever. Um, then the other two guys are, have been tackles and it's like, okay, one of them is going to play tackle. Maybe the other one who went, whoever wins the right tackle spot, the, the guy who's second a runner up, whether it's Wade or Miller, you know, maybe they compete with Cam Stutz for that guard, that right mm -hmm. guard spot. But like, I don't know how much of a shuffle it's actually going to be. Right. Right. And I mean, that uh, in a good way. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of where I'm at too. But again, you figured that out this spring um, and then you solidify that rotation. So, yeah. um, you know, center is going to be super important. Auburn went through like what, like three different centers at one point last season, just trying to find the right guy of that position to help quarterback what was going on. It was you know, three centers, but also like zero actual centers all at the same time. Correct. Right. So uh, who did you have projected as center, Zach, again? Avery Jones, Avery the Jones, East, right. East yep. Carolina transfer. Yep. Yeah. Which, again, I love that. I love him there. So it's going to be – I want to see how that works and the communication works from that position. Uh, because center and left tackle are two, two of the offensive line positions that I'm really looking at to see, you know, how solid are we there? And do they have entrenched starters at those positions, um, you know, to kind of anchor this offensive line and move them forward from where they were last year because the play, play there just wasn't good. Now, what we saw at the end of last season was um, they were better at run blocking than maybe we thought because – you know, they ran for more yards on a Nick Saban coach team than anybody since he's been in Alabama. And I think mm -hmm. it was 303 yards on the ground. And they moved the ball pretty effectively on the ground over the last four games of last season with everybody knowing they were going to run. Right. So now Robbie Ashford had something to do with keeping defenses honest when it yep. comes to that. Uh, so we'll see how that math works out for the offensive line, you know, depending on who they put back there at quarterback. But this is going to be when I talk about left tackle, you know, and who potentially wins that job. I still think that um, our guy, the quarterback. <laughs> Robbie? No. Why? Holden? Name. Yes, Holden Gardner. Okay. Oh, his name fell out of my head for a second. I think that Holden Gardner has a shot to make a big splash this spring. Yeah, yeah, and, and we'll touch on quarterbacks in yeah. just a second because yeah. – um, yeah, the I think the take and the uh, the 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 assumption that we may be making um, actually plays in Holden's favor. Yeah, time. but you got but you got to protect him. You got to protect him, and you got to give 
uh, a holding. His game is different. His game is different than Robbie's. And yeah, you know, you know uh, this could be said of any quarterback, uh, even Robbie. But like, God, man, if you can just give this kid a little, you know, a, a, the requisite amount of time, which in the SEC on average is about two point four seconds, right? quarterbacks are getting rid of the ball, right? If you go back and you look at the history of time to throw and the most successful quarterbacks in our league and 2.4 seconds on average, they have the ball out of their hands. At times you have to give them three seconds to kind of find somebody else if a play is breaking down. But I think that if he can be decisive, Zach, and and make the and, and receivers going to get open and run sharp routes and, and, and the line can give him that little extra point two, three seconds when he needs to, he can make a, a big flash this spring and Hugh Freeze can have a real chance to evaluate what this offense can look like without a runner or a quarterback. You don't have to be that guy if the protection is good enough. Yeah, yeah. So just just circling back to, to the offensive line, though, uh, before we jump into quarterbacks, Mike mm-hmm. G, I am interested in how, like, are there actually, like, competitions – at left tackle and center, as you mentioned, because both of those guys seem pretty like they, they, they're coming for specific reasons. And I think you could say the same thing about Dylan Wade as you could about Gunnar Britton. Mm-hmm. But like this is Gunnar, this is it for Gunnar Britton. Like Gunnar Britton is an NFL project after mm-hmm. this season. Like he is going to the draft next year, whether he makes it or not. Hopefully Auburn puts him in a better spot than he would be if he wouldn't have left Western Kentucky. But right. the Dylan Wade. And, like, it's my understanding, like, Auburn wanted this guy. NIL was a big part of getting him here. That, right. that is my understanding. And so they're not going to waste that, right? They're not going to, like, put him on the bench. So he's probably going to get a lot of extra attention in these snaps. But I just don't get the feeling that he is going to be – like, I, I just don't think he's going to beat out Gunnar Britton for that left tackle spot. Because I think some of this, Mike – is if you're Hugh Freeze and if you're Jake Thornton, you got to look at Gunnar Britton in a different way. Right. Because if you can bring him in and he's a second-round draft pick next year, mm-hmm. whoo, we yeah. talked about this 2024 class being important. Mm-hmm. Maybe it allows some of those four- and five-star offensive tackles to listen to you a little bit differently. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, going back to Dylan Wade, you know, you're talking about some guy who's a two-star prospect coming out of high school. Yeah. Right? You know, um, 6'3", 285 coming out. Um, and you know, he went Tulsa, but I mean, this guy just, Hey, he had a chance. He's got a chance to do something, but I'm with you. Like, I don't, I don't know that I see him beating out Gunner Britton. And this is why this, these spring battles are going to be so interesting to watch right. now. Now we're going to get a chance as media to go in and, and watch hope know, so. some, some open part of practice. That was the uh, best part of the Harson era is he just, he just let us watch. Yeah. Just right. Let so, us watch. Yeah. That was great. So we'll see if you freeze and company, let us watch, uh, um, just watch <laughs> just let us watch just watch uh, yeah um you know a little bit of what they got they got going on there but you know i'm i'm interested to see these guys in person uh size speed you know uh uh, uh tenacity ferociousness in person um and kind of get a gauge of you know where they're at in terms of that competition because you know when you get when you bring a guy in highly touted like you know like Gunnar Britton who like you said is an NFL project but then you get a guy Dylan Wade and and there's going to be some competition there uh it'll just be interesting to see what direction they decide to go um and I I really feel like everybody's got a blank there there are blank checks everywhere being handed out oh and it's up to the players to fill their names in and and write their amount and you know write their own ticket this spring so uh I don't think anything's going to be given um but there are some players who 
maybe just have a little bit of a leg up based on expectations and you know where where they were recruited and how they brought them in, right? So whether they can hold on to that or not, you know, we'll see. All right, let's talk quarterbacks. Are we making a wrong assumption about the quarterbacks this uh, this spring? I'll explain what I mean in just a second. Right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. If you are buying or in the market for any kind of new Auburn swag, Alumni Hall needs to be your place. Um, had some folks from Huntsville tweet at me. They went to the Auburn North Alabama baseball game where they played at the home of the trash pandas and Auburn absolutely waxed them. That was very, very fun to see, but got a tweet from a family that um, they, they were in their Auburn gear and they're like, we went to the, uh, the alumni hall store up in Huntsville and um, we did a little name drop, let them know that they were listening to locked on Auburn, which I really, really appreciate. You don't have to do that, but I appreciate it. But yeah, they seem so happy. They seem so happy and you can be just as happy. Just go to alumni hall or alumni hall.com. And check out all the awesome stuff that they have. All officially licensed. All really, really good brand names. Um, and it's, it's going to last you a long time. So it, it, pretty cool stuff there. AlumniHall.com or physical stores in Huntsville, Opelika, and It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Mike G. of the War Rapport, our guest today. The assumptions here mm-hmm. where I, I, I think, and I could be in this, this spot too, but the assumption of like there's going to be three guys that are like actually getting starting quarterback opportunities and reps throughout spring, mm-hmm. Robbie Ashford, which is a no-brainer, Holden Gurner, and uh, and TJ Finley. Mm-hmm. What if TJ Finley's not looked at as a potential starter, and they treat him? They like you're leaving anyway. Why would we invest in you? And all of a sudden, what if they're just like, you're here because we need a certain amount of quarterbacks to facilitate practice, right? Right. Like that. that's kind of it. And I honestly don't know if they have enough. Honestly, TJ, Robbie, Holden Gurner, then Sawyer Pate is still on campus as a walk-on. So like you need dudes just to like run an actual practice to make it efficient. What if they approached, like what if TJ's just handled that way? And he's the number three quarterback. He takes snaps a little bit more than Sawyer Pate does but significantly less than Robbie and Holden does. What if that's the way that this goes, Mike G? Uh, Hugh Freeze has brought TJ's name up when he's talked about the quarterback position. Uh, He's very – twice. Twice I've had a chance to ask him directly about quarterbacks, and both times TJ's name came in as somebody who was going to, you know, be going through spring practice. So I think that, um, you know, what people have to remember about TJ is, is that he is, um, he's kind of a coach's guy, right? Like he knows how to talk to coaches. They like, he knows how to say the right things. You know, at the end of the day, it's what can he go out there and do? I think for TJ now, um, I have to assume, Zach, that there's some conversation that's been had at this point with TJ about what his plans are. Because if you're a coach and you're trying to project and plan, you got to know what guys are, are doing, right? So I'm assuming that they know at this point, you know, 
what TJ's plans are. Now, uh, we know Robbie. We know Robbie's here to compete. We know Holden's here to compete. You know, there was a, a strong assumption made by a lot of people in the media, fans, that you know TJ was going to transfer. But now he's going through the spring. So I still think that's true. I still think TJ transfers. It may end up there, right? Uh, but he may want to test the waters here and see where he falls with this coaching staff, right? And it just if, doesn't, Mike, j- just talking to folks that are in those rooms right now as they're working out as a team and, mm-hmm. you know, going through drills and things like that pre-spring, just doesn't sound like the effort's there. Just being honest. It just doesn't sound like He's really trying to get along with anybody. I, I think a lot of the team looks at him as a quitter from you know how last year ended. I, I just I don't think I, I don't think he's in the long term plans. I, I really, really don't. Yeah, I, I have not heard any of that. Um, so but I have not been having conversations about it either. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's going to be something that's going to be watched because the quarterback yeah. position is always watched, right? So, but totally. what I did, what I don't want to see, here's what I don't want to see, no matter who's going through, is I don't want to see Holden get buried in this thing, man. Like, I don't want to see him take third team reps this spring. I want to see this kid get second and some first team reps, and let's see what he can do. Well, three guys can't do that. Exactly. That's so kind of by my default, point. you're agreeing with me, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of, you know, and that's where I'm at. I just, I don't want to see holding you buried on a depth chart this spring. I think it, you know, and, and I, because I want him to stay. And I think if he gets buried, too. like, you know, he's going to start like, ah, oh, man, like, listen, dude, like, what do I got to do to move up to even just be the guy behind the guy? Right. Um, so I, I like holding, I like his potential. And I think that, Guys just need to be clear. I mean, handle your business, you know, and I, and I think that that's probably happening right now. Uh, all these guys are trying to make business decisions about what's best for their future. And for TJ, it seems like, you know, he's made the decision that it's in his best interest to go through the spring at Auburn, at least mm-hmm. in some capacity. When did Demetrius Davis, Zach, um, transfer? He went through like a portion of the spring and then announced that he was transferring. Did he not? I think that's right. Yeah, like, you know, I, I think that he kind of tested the waters in the spring and then was just like, hey, like, listen, I'm not, there's no way I'm going to move up this depth chart here, so I'm out, right? Could we see the same thing with TJ? You know, is he going to do the yeah, same Mike, thing? Yeah, he, Mike, he entered the portal on March 23rd. Right, okay, yeah, so he went through some portion of spring practice mm-hmm. and then said, okay, yeah, it ain't here. So Because yeah, the window was different um, mm-hmm. a year ago. Yeah. Okay, so do we see maybe a little of the same with TJ is what I'm thinking, where he's going to test the waters in the spring, see where he's kind of at, and then yeah. make a decision from there. The window timing is different, though, right? So, like, you can't just stop and enter the portal. You can do a tweet and say, I'm entering the portal on May 1st or whatever. You could do that. Right, correct. But like, teams can't legally. Teams correct. can't reach out to you. There's a bunch of back channels right now as part of the problem, if you think it's a problem. But – um, so he, in theory, could do that. You know, if, if three weeks into practice, he's like, you know what, I'm done. I'm done. Um, he could, in theory, do that, but he can't officially enter the port. I mean, it's similar to, like, what, um, what like, Landon King did last year. Like, he mm. announced he was in the portal, but, like, he really wasn't in the portal yet. So Right, right, right. And it ended um, up returning, right? So That's right. To, you know, I just think that that's – we're going to see the coaches evaluate the way they're going to evaluate if some of the things that you're saying are are true. 
then it, it may end up the way that you think it's going to end up quicker. But, you know, if he's I got I got to believe that if he's choosing to go through the spring, he may not believe that's the way it's going, at least right now. And um, we'll see where it lands up, man. Coach Hugh Freeze has made it clear. He said, I've coached all of these guys at zero snaps. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's looking for guys who don't end up on lists. He talked about what he an SEC quarterback is to him very clearly. Right. You know, you know, a guy who doesn't get super down on himself when things go bad, um, you know, and leads from the front. Um, and then again, the list thing, it just kept coming up. Now let's talk about this list for a second, Zach. If Hugh Freeze was a coach last year, TJ would have ended up on a list mm-hmm. for the moped thing. It's probably right. on a list now. Right. And so, I mean, he's like, he's, Hugh Freeze made it clear. I've got all these things to do. And if you're making me manage this other stuff and you're my quarterback, that's not a good thing. No, thanks. Yeah. Right. So we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Mike G, how can people give you some love, brother? Uh, give us some love over on YouTube by subscribing. We got lots of great content coming for you guys. Building Rapport Zach is back with a vengeance. Hugh Freeze, John Cohen, Stephen Pearl gave us a great interview. We released Johnny Harris this morning, uh, and we've got some other interesting content coming for you guys. So all offseason, Building Rapport is going to be in effect. And uh, go over to YouTube, subscribe, at the War Report on everything. You guys know the deal. Be sure to find all of my written content at AuburnDaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.